you're listening to the really useful podcast and it is almost as exciting as I sound. My name is Christian Corley from MakeUseOf.com and with me is my MUO colleague, Ben Stegner. Uh, are you as excited as I sounded earlier, Ben? Hello, I am very excited. This is an exciting topic and uh, I'm on the edge of my seat, so to speak. <laughs> a funny thing happened. We, we discussed a topic and agreed on the topic and then something happened in the news which kind of made our podcast surprisingly topical, which doesn't happen very often. Um, That's true. Usually what happens is you write an article on something and then there's some announcement or update like two days later that yeah. completely disregards everything that you wrote <laughs> and then everything you wrote is obsolete in two days. That's happened to me more than once. It's always frustrating. Oh, no. No, it's terrible. Um, in this case, it's about uh, Android Auto. Google's releasing an update um, just a few days after its last version, which is a bit unusual. So uh, the new version of Android Auto that you can download now uh, is 6.6.1122. Previous update landed last week or a few days before that, uh, about 10 days ago, which was 6.5.1119. And I mean, it doesn't bring an awful lot new to the table, but it does give us a jumping off point, doesn't it? That's true. Yeah, I think I want to say so. I've only been using Android Auto on my car screen for a few years, but um, there's only really been one major revision to like where they changed the whole look of how the, how it appeared. So maybe they're gearing up for another major twist with Android 12 on the horizon. That could be the case, yeah. Um, so let's rewind a bit. What the hell is Android Auto? Android Auto is a pretty useful part of, I guess it's a part of Android, really. It's a utility that's built in um, that lets you use some of the key features of your phone uh, while you're in the car. So um, if you have a compatible car or a compatible stereo unit, you can plug your phone into the, your car's USB port and then see Android Auto on the display unit. Or even if you don't have one of those, you can actually download the Android Auto app on your phone and then use it right on your phone's display with a little seat. You know, you can clip onto your vent or whatever. So basically, it's a way to get navigation and music apps and things like that um, delivered more easily while you're in the car. So it's, it's kind of it can be built into the whole sort of entertainment system in the car, or you can plug it in with your phone. And Apple have their own version, don't they? CarPlay. That's right, yeah. So CarPlay is very similar in that it's a built-in feature. Um, to, to be technical, um, Android Auto, starting with Android 10 and above, is built in, so you don't need a separate app for it. Um, on prior versions, you do have to download an app. And then Apple CarPlay, as long as you have a supported iPhone, it's a, it's a feature that's built in, too, so you don't have to download CarPlay. It's just part of your phone. Um, CarPlay doesn't have a function where you can use it on just your iPhone's display. So if to use CarPlay, you have to have a car and a stereo unit that supports it. Um, but they're both pretty similar in that they let you use certain uh, apps on your phone while you're driving. Okay. Now, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, they're um, obviously for more modern vehicles, aren't they? They're a kind of a, a bit of a selling point if you're out there buying a new car or a recent build car that is available secondhand maybe the uh, previous owners come to the end of the lease and it's gone back to the dealer and they're trying to um, sell it on to someone else you may find that your car that, that happened to me um, i've got a 2017 citroen and that has um all of the bare bones of having an android auto system in there although it doesn't actually work so um 
you know, sort of quite recent cars. But if you didn't have an old car, you would be opting for something on your phone as an app, wouldn't you? Now, can you use the, 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 the Android Auto purely as an app on your phone connected through your phone's entertainment system? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So as long as you have a new, I mean, Android Auto on your phone, I think it's like Android 5 and up. So as long as your phone is at least relatively recent, it should be fine. Um, and when you do that, yeah, you, so you tap on Android Auto on your phone, just like you would open any other app. And then it has a special display for use in your car. So you can open up. Uh, so the three major categories are navigation, um, ma yeah, ma navigation, music, and then calling. Um, and then it also supports messaging apps, uh, basic functions of them. So you can't yeah. like type out a text while you're driving, obviously, but um, it has Google Assistant support. So you can tap on the microphone and say, you know, hey, text uh, Bob, I'll be there in 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell it to navigate somewhere. So yeah, the, the core features of Android Auto are available on your phone, which is really nice if you are if you have an older car or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, there are other things you can do with um, phones and older cars that don't have that. You can, you know, connect them to your car audio system. And uh, I mean, we've, we've looked at this on multiple occasions on makeuseof.com. If, you, if you're using an older car and it doesn't have the facility for Android Auto or even... Even if you've got an older phone and don't have the facility for Android Auto, there are things you can do. There's cables you can get to connect your phone to your car. We will have information about that and everything else in this week's Really Useful Podcast in our show notes. Now, I'm interested in Android Auto insofar as I don't have it. I, I, I wish I could have it and I wish I could activate it. But I wonder what you think are the best things about it. Yeah, so um, so I guess just to explain my use with it, I've been using it on my phone screen for a while. Um, I had an older car, and then in twenty, I can't remember when I got twenty eighteen. I think um, is when I bought my new car that has Android Auto and CarPlay. So I used it in my car for a couple of years. Um, I switched to an iPhone last year, so now I use CarPlay. But um, I think the most useful part is uh, having having it tie in with like the controls on your steering wheel yeah. because before like I, I had a like a seat for my phone you know that clipped onto the vent and then I, I used a adapter where you plug it into the, the power outlet of the cigarette lighter and then it that connects your phone uh, via bluetooth and then that broadcasts an fm signal and you have to tune your radio to that station um and that's not bad but it's really nice having it all built into your steering wheel so i can just hit my um voice command button and say you know navigate to this place or um, you know, even like how's the, is it going to rain in the next hour or something and having music control that way is really nice too. Like you don't have to look over to your th phone and hit the skip button. You can just tilt the thing on your steering wheel up. Um, that integration is my, probably my favorite part of it, I would say. Cool. And I think that maybe is actually where we're going to head for the next stage of this week's really useful podcast, because if it's not clear to you already, th those apps, those, those kind of three, three services that Ben mentioned in Android auto they're not fixed. You can change them. That, that's kind of a dramatic moment. That's that's a bit of a plot twist. That is, that is the end of the first act and into the second. So you can choose what apps are linked to the functions on Android Auto, can't you? I mean, presumably there isn't an awful lot you can do with regards to calling, but in terms of your map and your music, you can set a specific app for that, can't you? That's true, yeah. So Android Auto... Uh, expectedly is a little bit more open than CarPlay is. So basically, as long as the developer 
makes their app compatible with Android Auto, you can use it with Android Auto. Um, so if you're using it on your phone screen, at the bottom, you'll see the th three icons for those three major features we talked about, and like navigation, for example. So if you tap that, it'll open up your default navigation app, which might be Google Maps. If you tap it again, you'll see a list of other navigation apps on your phone, like Waze. So when you hit that, it'll just swap over to the other app that you want to use. Um, particularly useful for music apps because in the categories of the best Android auto apps that we'll probably talk about, a lot of them fall under the music category. So you have Spotify, you have stuff like Pandora, but then that also includes like Audible for audiobooks or podcast apps. So it's not just music strictly, it's any kind of audio. So you can switch between them easily. And if you have Android auto on your car screen, um, there's kind of a more standard like list of apps you tap from instead of having to open up a separate menu and then launch them from there. I noticed there are things that, I mean, there are messaging apps which go beyond SMS. There's like WhatsApp and Telegram, which is a bit mind-blowing. Yeah, so those are really limited, and you won't see them um, show up in the drawer. At least, if, if, if it's a little bit different when you use Android Auto on your phone and your car screen. So if it sounds like I'm saying two different things, that's why. Um, if it's on your phone screen then you won't see apps like whatsapp but what you can do is hit your google assistant uh voice command and say you know send a message to joe on whatsapp that blah 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 um or if you have a setting turned on it'll notify you like if you're stopped you'll get a notification that you got a message in whatever chat okay. um it's kind of the same thing if you if you use android auto on your car display you can tap the app but it'll just read your most recent messages you can't scroll through and look at them so uh, i'm um, pretty sure they might have updated that but i think that's how it works now does does the the, the 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 mic button are we this is presumably linked up to a button on the steering wheel that's right yeah, yeah. if you use android auto connected to your car there, if you, if you have a button on your wheel to summon the voice assistant you know most cars have their own like os or whatever you want to say so it, when you're in android auto hitting that speaker button replaces your car's voice assistant with google assistant um if you're using android auto on your car on your phone pretty much every screen has a microphone icon and if you tap that at any point it'll pull up google assistant yeah so that's really useful is there any apps that you, uh, you found particularly useful driving um i guess i'm pretty basic with them um i mean spotify is my favorite just because that's what i use for music mm. um and of course you know if you have a spotify premium or whatever app you use if you have a premium subscription most of those let you download your music to listen to offline so if you have a limited data plan that's really nice um I, from the old days in Spotify, I still have the old starred playlist. Like back in the day, there was every interface in Spotify had a star next to it. And you could click the star to add it to your starred playlist. So I still use that. Just whenever I like a song, I throw it in there. Um, so I, I, I keep that playlist downloaded on my phone with a couple thousand songs in it. So that's just my whenever I want to be able to listen to music on the go and don't want to worry about using any data. I just shuffle that playlist. Um, that's my favorite. I mean, most of the other ones are... I, I just use Google Maps for navigation. Mm. And, and that's nice too, right? Because it syncs with everything you've saved in Google Maps. So you can say, you know, navigate to Sam's house and it knows where that is. Um, or if you search for something recently, it'll be in your recent searches. So it's nice and connected. So you don't, you're not having to type out a specific address before you go or whatever. And have you ever made use of these, oh, these apps that, that don't appear on the screen that are just purely activated by Google Assistant? Uh, occasionally, yeah. One thing I do is like after I pump gas, um, gasoline, I look at the how much I put in my tank and then I, the trip meter, and I'll just ask Google Assistant what's whatever divided by whatever to get an idea of my uh -huh. uh, my gas mileage, um, stuff like that. Or right. I'll ask. I've occasionally 
I don't know if I've ever used the calendar app. I've done the weather a couple of times. Um, you can, I mean, you can even ask like, you know, like what's anything you can do with Google assistant for the most part will work in your car. So you can say like, what's new. And it'll give you like your five news headlines of the day, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides between that podcasts are pretty much the only other thing I use all the time in the car really. Okay. Now, if you have, uh, Android auto, there's a good chance that you're basically using it with its default settings, but there's various tips and tricks you can use to get the most out of it, aren't there, Ben? Yeah, there's a couple of useful tips. There's not a ton of options you can change, but there are a couple. A couple articles we have up on the site talk about this. Um, you can force light or dark mode if you want. Um, by default, if you're using Android Auto on your car's display, it'll change like with the automatic settings with your headlights. So if you go into a tunnel or when it gets dark out, maps and everything will change to dark mode so oh, if you prefer cool. dark mode all the time you can tweak that um one of the handy settings that you might not have turned on by default is automatically resume media while driving so that's really nice if you know if you're listening to a podcast and you stop for five minutes to get something and then you get back in your car it's nice to have that continue playing instead of having to find the app you were listening to and then uh, open it up again and also if you use android auto on your car's display you can show the weather too which is nice um it'll just add a tiny little icon in the corner with the current temperature and then the um conditions so that's nice and that's set by the internet too so even if your car has like a, a temperature display built in that's that's a sensor on your car whereas the one in android auto is a uh internet based so you can kind of see like how hot it should be or whatever right they never quite match up do they no, no, yeah, it's it can be quite different, and then you can kind of see like what's coming, or you know, if you're if you're driving through many locations, that could make a difference too. Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of tips. Like I said, it's it works pretty well out of the box. Um, one of the other useful tips, if you use it on your phone screen, is that you can go into the settings and rearrange the app order. So, like I said, because not your phone screen if, on your car display. Yeah. Because when you use that, the apps kind of show up in a big list. It, it You might have some apps on your phone that you don't want to use in Android Auto, so you can uncheck them to hide them, and you can rearrange them so that your most used ones are actually easiest to grab. And also, it's important to make sure that you set your default music provider inside Google Assistant, because if you don't, every time you say, you know, play this artist, Google Assistant will say, what service do you want to use? And if you only use Spotify, then every time you have to say on Spotify, which is annoying. So it's good to go in and set that so you can shorten your commands. Now, I was interested to know, is your phone being charged while it's connected to the car? Yes, as long as so. Cool. So you you can use Android Auto wirelessly, which we haven't talked about. Um, but for most people, you'll use it connected to your car via a USB port. And when you do that, that'll be charging your phone. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about wireless. So Android Auto wireless is definitely like a newer feature. Um, it I forget what the exact um, support is for it. That your phone has to have Android 11 um, or be a Google or Samsung phone running Android 10. Those are the specs or a galaxy S eight series with Android nine Pi at least. So in most cases you need a, a pretty modern version of Android. Um, but the worst bottleneck is that your car has to support it. Um, at this time, pretty much only cars built in 2020 and newer are going to have wireless Android auto. So my car doesn't, it's a 2018, um, but basically, Android Auto Wireless, you still have to connect a cable to pair it initially. But once you walk through the initial pairing, your phone will pair with your car just when you get in. And it connects to the Bluetooth, and you can use Android Auto without a cable. So it's convenient, but you know, you're know you going to have to charge it anyway, eventually, is my view on it. So it's nice, but not essential. And what kind of problems can you run into using Android Auto? 
Um, yeah, most of the problems are probably like uh, connection related. So obviously you have to make sure your phone is up to date and that Android Auto works in your region. Um, I would imagine most people listening, you probably live in a region where Android Auto works, but there's a couple limitations. Um, so you have to make sure your, your phone is, is supported and also you have a, a new enough version of Android. Um, and then as long as you know that your car um, supports it, one of the hiccups that you might have when you first connect to Android Auto, honestly, is that um, depending on your car's display, it can actually be a little difficult to find it. Um, I've set it up with a couple of people and it's like buried in a menu. It's very odd. Um, a couple of rental cars I've been in where you have to like, you connect your phone and then you have to like open up a page called apps and swipe over to find it. Like it doesn't just launch on its own. It's kind of confusing. Um, that's probably the biggest issue. Um, if you have problems with Android Auto, it's likely that your USB cable is bad. Right. Um, so I've seen a couple a uh, couple instances where um, maybe your cable went bad or the connection is no good. So it's disconnecting constantly, which is going to create an issue. Um, also, you have to have a cable that's meant for data transfer. So some cheaper cables are only for charging. Yeah. They can't transfer data. And if you have one of those, it won't work with Android Auto. So those are the most common problems. Um, I'm guessing. Just that's... versions. Okay. I'm guessing that it benefits from USB type C. I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen a car that has a USB C port to be honest. So like my, I had a, I had a pixel phone that had a USB C port on the phone. Yeah. Um, I meant on the, the phone. I've seen yeah. have a USB A. Yeah. So it probably would, it would probably be a little bit faster and maybe yeah. more reliable, but I've never had a problem as long as I had a high quality cable. And we'll take a moment from our usual podcast proceedings to just remind you that the Really Useful Podcast can be found pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. We're hosted at Transistor.fm, so you can find us there as well. We're also on YouTube and, of course, on MakeUseOf.com. Now, however you subscribe to the Really Useful Podcast and listen to us, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will help us to find new listeners and take our podcast to ever greater heights. You'll find the link to our Apple Podcast page in the show notes. Thanks a lot. Okay, so we've, we've talked at length about Android Auto, but that's not the only car integrated mobile phone system out there is it you i mean you've mentioned the apple carplay option already haven't you yep but that's not all there's 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 a bunch of others uh which i, th I think we should just give a mention to there's automate there's car dash droid there's car home ultra there's car widget you've got auto zen smart car dock ways which probably most of you listening may have heard of and i noticed from that ways aside uh based on the the names and the the screenshots they don't look as developed as android auto no i would agree yeah i'm looking at the same article and i i've never used any of these um i've used those apps that let you like scan a code from a obd2 port on your car yep. but i've never used these like android auto alternatives same here um automate looks the closest i would say it kind of has that that look mimicking android auto where it has the home page with the cards for your you know the, the weather and then recent events on your calendar and stuff like that or upcoming events rather um yeah i would say these look 
they don't look as visually pleasing. Um, some of them kind of look like they're from the old days of Android. So um, one of them might be worth trying out. I, like like we t- mentioned at the top, though, Android Auto is pretty much available on any decently new phone with that with the free app on your phone's screen. So that's probably going to be your best bet because it's the most polished interface. Um, you know, you can't do much with it unless it's connected to your speaker, but you, know, you can get a little seat for your phone for 10 or $15. And then same thing with a Bluetooth adapter for probably $15. And then you got a pretty good system there. So these are okay, but I would say you probably don't need them unless there's some issue where Android auto doesn't work on your phone. Yeah. Many years ago, um, I took a break from Android and started using windows phone. Now, Windows phones were largely uh, made by Microsoft after their acquisition of a large portion of Nokia. And most of the phones were Lumia phones. And there was an app called Lumia Car App, which was a surprisingly good piece of software because it had the mapping and navigation built in. It had the music app, Xbox Music built in, and it had a quick call feature. And I remember using it and thinking it was really good. In fact, it was one of the best things about Windows Phone uh, and Windows 10 Mobile. So it's, it's a bit of a, bit of a shame that uh, possibly one of Microsoft's main strengths there. And you'll notice we haven't really mentioned Microsoft. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever even heard of that. I, mean, I, I had a very brief period where I bought a Windows Phone to maybe write some articles about, which didn't last very long. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd never heard of that feature. It sounds like it was a precursor, because I'm sure that was before Android Auto was released yes, to the was. general public. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, I mean, there are a few things that Windows Phone did, that Microsoft did with Windows Phone, that have been then later picked up by both Android and the uh, the main alternative, um, Apple CarPlay. Now you, you've used both systems, haven't you? That's 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 true. Yep, I've been using CarPlay more recently, but I used Android Auto for several years as well. Is there anything that is better in one that's not so good in the other, or are they both pretty closely matched? They're pretty similar. So um, there's it's just small things really. Um, so like one of the so CarPlay on the left side, or I guess on the right side, if you're in an area where the steering wheel is on the right. Um, there's a like a dock with your three most recently used apps. So it always has your navigation app at the top. The middle one is your most recently used music app. And the bottom one is anything else like the phone app, settings, messages, whatever. Um, I, on the car display on Android Auto, I like that at the bottom of the shortcut bar, there's a little like widget that changes based on what you're doing. So like, say for example, you start navigation in Google maps and then you switch over to Spotify mm-hmm. while you have Spotify open at the bottom of the screen, there's a little widget that, ha- that says, you know, in three miles, turn right on Smith street. Um, or if you're in Google maps and Spotify is playing at the bottom, there's a little widget where you can tap pause or next for, to control Spotify. Right. CarPlay doesn't really have that. So you have to switch between apps completely to, ch- to change something in the other one. Now it does pop up with a little notification saying, you know, in half a mile, make a left or whatever. But I think that little, that little bit of shortcut to a different app that you're using is pretty nice. Um, honestly though, they're pretty close. Um, I CarPlay feels a little more reliable to me. I remember having a lot of issues with Apple or Android auto where I would, try to ask Google assistant something or whatever, and it would just freeze up. Um, but I mean, they're pretty similar, you know, you load up your maps, get your music CarPlay does let you use third party maps. So you can use Google maps or uh, 
ways in it. But when you say something to Siri, it defaults to Apple Maps, which can be a bit of a pain. But oh, yeah. they're pretty close otherwise, just little tiny differences. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, if anyone out there is listening and they are th thinking about buying a vehicle with these features built in, um, they're not... I mean, I know I've read in the past that one system is locked to one particular manufacturer, but that's not the case generally speaking, is it? You can take any phone and plug it into any car, and it's the actual software that will on the phone that will then integrate with the car, isn't it? Yes. So in every case that I've seen, every car or third-party stereo unit, if it supports Android Auto, it supports CarPlay and vice versa. Um, and like we talked about, any modern iPhone or any modern Android phone works with it. So as long as you have a stereo that supports one or the other, it should work with both. Um, you know, like I said, I when I bought my car, I was using an Android phone. And then when I switched to an iPhone, you plug it in and it just works just fine. Um, I, I would it'd probably be really rare that you had a stereo that supported one but not the other. That wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, I mean, but it, it would limit the um, potential purchasing wouldn't it in, in right, many ways. right. Or cer certainly the down the line for um after sales purchases sure, uh, sure. yeah and, and just in terms of how recent of a car you can expect um you can find on both android auto's official website and car plays you can see like a, a, a specific list of cars by manufacturer so i would always check if you're not sure if you're in the market to buy a car in general i would say the feature started appearing on cars in like 2016 models but that would only be on like bmws and high-end vehicles um, my car's a 2018 and i had to get a hyundai and i had to get one trim above the base to get um android auto and apple carplay so it's probably standard now um but I'm not 100% sure, you know, it differs by manufacturer, but I would say if your car's looking at like a 2018 or newer, it likely has at least the opportunity to get CarPlay and, Apple and Android Auto. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, let's just hit this. So to summarize, if you are driving a VW camper van and you have a reason reasonably modern stereo system in it, then you can connect your phone using a cable. If you're using something later than that, but before, say, 2016, 2017, you can connect your phone to your stereo system using that type of cable or Bluetooth or USB cable and benefit from listening to music through your entertainment system that way. And if you have a phone that's later than that, then you can hook it up to your car and benefit from Android Auto and Apple CarPlay and the various benefits that they have with navigation, integration with the digital assistant. Anything that I've missed? No, I think that's about it. Um, I mean, auxiliary cables, we didn't really talk about, but that's kind of going out the window anyway. Um, older cars that don't support Android Auto and CarPlay probably have an auxiliary port, but yeah. your phone probably doesn't. Um, and even if it does, if, if, if it doesn't and you get an adapter, you can't charge your phone and use the auxiliary port at the same time. So that's kind of going out the window. Yeah, you can get um, the FM adapters, yeah. can't you, as well, to broadcast yeah. and then That's receive what I would recommend. within the car. Especially if you have an Android phone, because you can use Android Auto on the screen. Get an adapter that plugs into the power outlet, and you can connect your phone to that and broadcast on FM radio. And then um, you can plug, most of them have a USB port to plug your phone in, so you're charging your device. And then just get a seat for it, and that's you know, about as good as Android Auto on the display. It's not super expensive. Cool. But yeah, that's, that's about your best yeah. option, I would say. Sure. Excellent. Um, so um, hopefully we've brought you a lot of information about Android Auto and a little bit about Apple CarPlay. The information that we've discussed and a few other bits and bobs you'll be able to find in this week's show notes. Um, don't forget to subscribe. We'll be back 
with another podcast next week. Until then, it's goodbye from us. Bye.